Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, someone I never heard of, was banned from... <laughs> Who's You've John never Smaltz? heard of him? No. John Smoltz is a Hall of Fame baseball player. He played for the Braves for... Almost his entire career outside of a brief little stint with, I think, the Cardinals. But I think he came back to Atlanta after that. Great player. He was on the World Series team that they won in 95. And he is now an announcer, an analyst on Fox Sports. They won the World Series in 95? Yes. Did your like little head explode? I was very excited at the time, yes. <laughs> My mom and dad were at the game that they won. Wow. Smoltz was one of their best pitchers all throughout my childhood. And about 10 years ago, when I was doing interviews for Atlanta Magazine, I got to interview Smoltz. And he was an extremely nice guy. And after the interview, we went to a children's hospital where he spent hours with a bunch of sick children and just made their day because they all admired him. They loved him. And he was a super nice guy. And obviously, people are nice in some circumstances and they cannot be nice in others. Nobody is a saint all around. But from my experiences, he's a nice guy who had no problem hanging out with children for literally hours because they enjoyed it. And he's getting completely slammed now on social media by blue check marks because he has not taken the vaccine. And because he has not taken the vaccine, he is not going to be allowed to be in studio on the Major League Baseball Network's broadcast. So starting today, Major League Baseball Network, MLB Network, has implemented a policy where you are not allowed in their New York studios physically if you do not have the vaccine. So him and Al Leiter, who are both famous, well-known baseball players, and Smoltz is their top analyst. He, he is their best baseball analyst. Not allowed in studio, however... He is still going to be doing his job from at home because we all know we have Zoom and everything. In fact, he probably wasn't even coming into studio all the time anyway because they have been doing this stuff virtually. So they kind of have this little caveat virtue signal that Major League Baseball has done as their interest into the, the whole mandate game. And another little caveat here is that Smoltz is still expected to be in studio to announce the playoffs in October. So they're saying, you can't come into studio now, but we're going to make an exception when the playoffs come around because you're our top guy. So they are really just kind of doing nothing here and making it seem like they're doing something to virtue signal. But I think this is good, though, because they're not going to fire Smoltz. They're not going to fire Al Leiter. If they did, they would go somewhere else or they would start their own. So this is showing that people with big names, if they don't get it, if they don't bow down to the mandates that they do have influence. I've really, as I mentioned before, I've really been disappointed in some of the more powerful people who really could stand up, especially like, um, you know, super rich guys, like a couple of them could could stand up, I guess, or maybe everybody's just bought and paid for by now. But a couple of things come to mind from that story for me. Uh, isn't LeBron unvaccinated? 
I don't know. Don't That's know a good the latest question. on that, do you? All right. Well, I think they do make exceptions for some people or at least let it be his personal choice. I mean, maybe they're, they they act like it's deferring to somebody of color for their cultural preferences, which, of course, $238 million of brainwashing directed at people of color does not seem to respect cultural preferences. But I also saw an article of uh, out of Connolly Junior High in Texas where two teachers died of COVID. These were like young, not young but like um, 50-something and 40-something looked totally healthy, did, did not appear obese in the pictures. Um, and in and this, ha- this has happened. There's stories about this from, I guess, the first one and then the second one that are days, if not a week or so old. And every mo- uh, what really caught my eye was the dog that didn't bark. In the article I read, there was absolutely, the vaccinate word was not used. It wasn't like go get vaccinated. It wasn't like they weren't vaccinated. It wasn't like they were, it wasn't even used. It's like the first article. And I don't know if you saw this. I tweeted it a couple of days ago. There was an article that was like explaining something about vaccinated people getting super sick with COVID. I mean, I, I've been bringing this stuff about Israel. Like, it's unbelievable to me that nobody, it, that they have these logic-proof containers. But the article I was reading, it had like um, editor's notes, a, a sentence before and a sentence after an inserted paragraph that said, insert in second paragraph, um, claim that vaccines are still safe despite the content of this article. They always do that. Yeah, so that was in, like, that was still in the article. It was like Bloomberg. So I screenshotted it and sent people that. But this article didn't say anything. So I, we continue to investigate. Tweets were sending me stuff. And every single article, even to this minute, like six days out from the first reporting, I think, if I, if I recall correctly, or six days out from the first death, is uh, it, it was this is the sentence they're using. It was not immediately known if they had been vaccinated. So it's six days. So maybe it was not immediately known. That sentence will always be true. But it's probably known now. Six days after, yeah. Right. It's probably known now. And when I was in Saratoga and I saw them say that about a cameraman succumbed to COVID, I immediately, while I was sitting there, got out my phone and found that the guy had been fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated, which means two weeks out. Because I think a lot of people who are considered unvaccinated are within five weeks of the first shot. Like that, that you're considered unvaccinated. You could die of the vaccine and they will call it COVID if it's within five weeks of your first shot. Well, in Israel now, you're not considered fully vaccinated until you've had the third shot. Did they implement that yet? Because I saw they a headline are earlier today. Yeah. So. yeah, I knew they were going to do that. So I'm just thinking about Smoltz, though. You said he used to go to what? The hospital with the children's ward, cancer ward or what? Most yeah, of the kids I, in there was Eggleston. Cancer, right? So I was listening to a higher side chat with Christiane Northrup, whom I really like. Uh, I never heard of her before and I really liked her. And what she said was... There are signs in children's cancer wards saying that vaccinated people are not allowed to enter because they shed, they may shed under certain circumstances, live virus, which is a risk to the kids. So this isn't a COVID era thing. This is historical. So maybe Smoltz was aware of the risks and the dangers of vaccines and how they can actually spread live virus. I mean, I don't even know if I believe, you know, there is no such thing as live virus, right? So non-attenuated, I guess, because viruses are not alive, like the true nature of viruses. Did I tell you this about, I got, I can't want to go on and on with a bunch of tangents, but (laughs) did I tell you this thing about how I'm not, I'm no longer going to worship at the altar of the electron microscope? So, no, you didn't tell me that. Yes, yeah, so I didn't realize is, you were worshiping at that. I altar. didn't realize it either, but we all have been. So I'd seen this around, uh, like it had occurred to me this, like it's un- the virus stuff is unverifiable. Like all the stuff they're telling us, because I tried to get into the antibody thing. 
I wanted to understand how it worked. So I was looking for pictures of it. Like, show me an antibody. What does it look like? A picture of an antibody? Yeah. Why not? Right? Like, they show me pictures of viruses and DNA. Fauci's face on them, every little antibody. You could, maybe. I don't know. We will never know because the only thing you can see, like, the only thing I could ever see was like graphic images, like design, you know, like mock ups. So, and, and maybe they're out there, like they're probably out there, whatever. And I have seen like, um, images that supposedly come from electron microscopes. But for me, anything that electron microscopes prove, quote, I cannot verify. And because I don't trust the people who run them. And as Christiane Northrup was saying, like they go through a lot of training or is it Pam Popper? I think it was Christiane. So they go through a lot of training and it's very expensive to get an electron microscope. And once you're there, that's like the only thing you really know how to do. You're not blowing it up. You don't even have access to it. Like they, the, the, where you work, who owns the microscope probably owns everything that you say and do on the microscope. So there's really no way that, that the church of the electron microscope is ever going to have the, you're never going to be able to get the scripture and vernacular. Like you're never going to be able to interpret it yourself as a layman. You have to trust the priests of the electron microscope. So from now on, anything that comes out of an electron microscope, I, I am, I'm just going to consider that, I don't know, unverifiable. Inauditable, as Garland would say. The, uh, what is it? Inauditable, as Garland would say. Wow. Inauditable. Yeah, Electron microscope movement in church. This is all brand new to me here. I had no idea there were people <laughs> I just, worshiping. This is, a, this is an, um, an expansive it's metaphor. Science. Is yes, that right? I, I got so you. <laughs> if you go and listen to that great interview with Carrie Mullis, like there's probably only one, like two hour interview with Carrie Mullis, um, or maybe it was in his, some writings or whatever, where he said, like Fauci knows Fauci or these people or whatever. And I think it was Fauci specifically knows nothing about electron microscopy. So we need a Carrie Mullis to like explain that stuff to us as he would, as he would. But that's of course why he is no longer with us. And of course he's the squirrel on the tree, man. I'm surprised they haven't. I, I wouldn't be surprised and I'm going to give them the idea right now. So it probably happens in the next two weeks. And uh, an article comes out that says Carrie Mullis murdered so that so a conspiracy theory, they're going to weaponize the murder itself by yeah. as a, an example to people who are in the know. Look, it's not about losing your career at this point. It's about getting Carrie Mullist. You know, they yeah. have to tell people about the assassination, right? And then people who believe it's a conspiracy will be considered dangerous conspiracy theorists, right wingers, as Jake Tapper will probably well, put But it that's already list. there. But this would be a new element to that, which would be to, to tell the priests of the electron microscope, apostates will not be tolerated. Very interesting. The more that evidence or stories come out that make people concerned about the vaccine, the harder the push to get people vaccinated is. I mean, it's going full steam ahead. The AJC today had one of those special issue covers, like you know, you get a newspaper on your front porch on 9-11 or 9-11 anniversary, and it's one of those memorable covers that people keep. It was kind of like that today. And the headline said, all over the front page, presented in very dramatic fashion, it said, get vaccinated, save lives. And right above that, it said, States healthcare system under stress in all caps. And then below that, they listed a bunch of statistics to support 
that claim they made. And this is taken up the full page of the front cover. It says 33% of hospital beds taken by COVID-19 patients, a record 18, 1,890 adult ventilators in use, 2,793 state ICU beds in use, which is 94.5% capacity. None of these numbers mean anything unless they're compared to something. The, the ICU is always near full capacity. You know why? Yes. You know why ICU is always near full capacity? Because they only have a limited number of beds. No. No. It's a classification. So if you need more ICU capacity, you can expand some of the beds on that floor. Otherwise, it's like mezzo ICU or whatever. I just I'm not saying in every, you know, maybe I know you've had more experience than I do. But like my when my friend Liz was dying, she was in like Perry ICU or whatever. You know, it was like it was not full ICU. And then they said, we're going to move her to ICU. And we're like, okay, where is that? And they're like, well, it's here where she's not physically moving, but she is. This room is now an ICU room. Yeah. And they, they do classify it. that and they put people in other yeah. floors so, or other rooms when they don't have their main right. ICU so, beds open. So I, they, it's almost, I'm not saying this is absolutely how it works, but I'm just saying like semantically, it could work this way and still fit under this scare propaganda of which course. is if if you expand ICU to just always have one or two extra beds for someone who's rushed there but like your your protocol is to operate 99 or 95 ICU beds and have five open you know to always have five ICU beds open and if you have 10, you reclassify five of them to like not ICU. Like you, it's just tautological almost, you know, it's like almost like by definition, your ICU is at full capacity because it's a, it's a, you know, after the fact kind of designation. That's what it is. I would be willing to bet that 94, 95%. I mean, this seems low to me, this percentage. I'd be willing to bet that it's always at that percentage full capacity, yet they use that as a data point to show how bad things are. And I want you to hear this little short opening of this article. It's extraordinary. Front page of the AJC starts off with, the misguided who refuse to be vaccinated are costing fellow Georgians their lives, plain and simple. Yes, there are some with legitimate medical or religious reasons for not receiving the inoculation, but the growing tally of the dead or sick is heavily weighted with names of the unvaccinated who paid an irrevocable price for their decision. We all know who they are. The co-worker who willingly accepts fiction over fact, the parishioner who believes social media over science, the neighbor who displays an utter disregard for their own well-being and the well-being of those around them. And then it goes on to say, what decent person would put so many people in peril? And then it makes an argument that the founders would have wanted it this way and that it's anti-American to not get vaccinated. There's two big problems with this, obviously. One is they don't actually report undeniable stats. So like out of Israel, where 80% of the people over 12 years old are fully vaccinated and Pfizer is the predominant vaccine there, if not like the only one almost. And they are having they are having a crisis of, I guess, people over 60 who are fully vaccinated. They're they're reaching like new case records there. So they're blaming it on one week where Israel was not locked down. They said on this one week, a bunch of people like went traveling and came home and brought all the Delta strain. So 
regardless of everybody's what is the point of everyone being vaccinated if no one can be exposed to any variants ever forever like you know what i'm saying it's almost the worst thing you could do then because naturally i mean people wouldn't be so vulnerable to that. so like the actual stats call into question what they're saying about science there but then there's another problem that is worse and it's the way they manip they're manipulating the stats and we've always known that but it's really bad now because this idea of of screening vaccinated people differently or the cdc no longer tracking breakthrough cases and i i mean the, the fact that all four that there is a one to one correlation between the World Health Organization variants of concern and the places where AstraZeneca did their trials, a one-to-one correlation. The only exception is Japan, but Japan was the last one to resume their trials and they might have had different protocols. But if you read the AstraZeneca stuff, the four places they did their trials were Brazil, UK, South Africa, and India. India was on a different name. So that's why it took me a minute to see that. But they're not giving the actual facts they're not uh, they're not provide uh, it used to be you could at least like dig into the numbers they're not they won't accumulate the numbers because they know they they actually had a movement one of the things that we were looking into during one of our rockfin videos where they a crisis they identified was lay people taking real numbers and using graphics to demonstrate messages that were outside the desired narrative. And I think they've put an end to that. Yeah. You talk about the one where they were like, you need to only listen to experts. Normal people can't understand this. Beyond, yes. And then when I looked into it, they, they were doing like they do these weekly reports on disinformation. And one of the like kind of threads I pulled on there led to like the, the crisis is that lay people are digesting the information. They are converting them into valid graphics that support conclusions that we don't want people to make. So we need and they didn't say it, but it was clear that the answer was to withhold data. And, With, and what yeah. infuriates me is like that article, this thing about that people. This is the propaganda out here anyway. That unvaccinated people are literally murderers, literally fucking murderers. And it's it, there's no I would say the vaccinated people, I, in my opinion, that argument could be made the other way. Yeah. And they are amping up that not murder because it's not intentional. But OK, yeah. that demonization of the quote anti-vaxxers, just a, a flurry of headlines today. One of them was about. The woman from Illinois who was arrested in Hawaii for using a fake vaccine card and on the fake vaccine card, which she was only caught when she left. So she wasn't caught when she got there. But on the card, she spelled Moderna M-A-D-E-R-N-A. So everybody's talking about how stupid she is. Therefore, people who don't get the vaccine are all stupid. I bet nurses make that mistake all the time. Tell me this. Why didn't they catch her the first time? If she's so stupid, are they not also stupid for not recognizing that the first time? And I call a little bit BS on the, I mean, well, I mean, you can just take a test, but I guess whatever. You can just take a test to get into Hawaii at this point. You don't have to like have a vaccination, but I guess she thought it was easier. I don't know. But yeah, there's definitely. That, I thought Hawaii was, Hawaii allow the test. I thought they were a little bit stricter. Maybe I'm wrong on that. 
thought they did. I'll have to double check that. Most I places ticket, they do I have allow. tickets to Hawaii. So oh, okay, well, in yeah, October, maybe they do allow. We the, shall see. We shall see. Test. Maybe, maybe someone will come up with uh, with a vaccine by then. That I, I just can't works. imagine. I would stay home. Another headline out of the AJC: Georgia vaccine efforts once faced hesitance. Now it's hostile resistance. And then they just outline all the people <laughs> shouting horrible things and punching and just every crazy Why? story they can find. And Why did they try it to escalate? represent the whole group. Do Why what? did it escalate from, hesit- from hesitance to hostile resistance? How, why, would something, why would something escalate from hesitance to resistance? What does that imply? Uh, provocation. Those are two reactions, and those are two reactions to different provocations. Well, I would say that this is why when people do resist and when people do protest, have to be with love. It can be strong, but with love and don't give in to those provocations. I want to keep saying that because they are looking for reasons to characterize people as crazy or violent. And one final one is a man urinates on Dairy Queen counter over mask policy. That's what people who don't like masks do. They urinate on your counter. If this story were the other way around, if this were an anti-masker who was trying to, to do something to a masker, then it would be quick thinking man fights off dangerous anti-masker no, with stream other. of urine. What you just said. But do you what? said it backwards. You did say it backwards. But that, So you're saying if a masker was the, oh. Quick thinking man fights off dangerous anti-masker no. with powerful yes, stream yes, of yes, urine. Yes, 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 yes. Out here, I've only ever seen anyone him. I've only ever seen anyone react like freaked out or whatever aggressively when it was a masked person getting mad at an unmasked people. Yeah, and, and the same incident would be reframed the other way around and they just glorified because, it. Because, and it has to be more like that because the anti-maskers, for the most part, why would they give a crap what you're doing? It's the people who believe in masks that think that you're putting them in danger or that they have to go above board because you are so selfish. But anti-maskers don't give a fuck. I know. Shit. I mean, a thing. <laughs> Sorry. So I just I have a couple of things to throw out on the subject. This is just way too vaccine heavy. Sorry, guys, but it's coming to a head right now. So, all right. I have a few things from Tweeps saying um, uh, Josh says prediction for Tennessee schools and around the country that they will be shut down by the end of November and the FDA will give a Christmas present of approval for school age children. And it will cause parents to demand kids be vaccinated and school boards will be happy to accommodate. I would only make one correction. It will justify propaganda that says that parents want the kids to be vaccinated, where I think the majority of parents will not actually want that. A couple more things. So this was right on the heels of Amy giving us the heads up, like what if medical workers are replaced with uh, 
National Guard or military or whatever, then you have a kind of de facto um, militarization of the healthcare institution. Is that going to be uh, the Obamacare actually becoming a reality without like that backdoor fascism thing, without legislation, without anything under emergency orders? Now you have the military in there. Um, you, you're these are people who will take the order to get the vax, who who cannot quit without legal action. Against Against them, like if you've got soldiers in there, they're not allowed to go AWOL. They're not allowed to refuse the assignment. So ends up, uh, oh, just since last time we spoke, I came to my attention the University of Tennessee, Idaho, and Oregon. I don't think they're all universities, but in in Idaho and Oregon, National Guard is being sent into hospitals that are understaffed or need help with COVID policies. I guess that means COVID vaccines. policies. Um. I mean, they send it in Georgia also to help. What are with they the doing short- it for? What is with it for? the shortage of the staff? Yeah. So I, I mean, COVID-related shortages. Let's just say, which of course to me are vax mandates and stimmy checks. But you know, I don't know. Um, so this idea of heroes work here or frontline heroes, and. Uh, uh, th- that takes on a whole new meaning, a whole new meaning. And that's really goes to that Corbett thing where healthcare heroes, you know, is kind of like the soldiers. And I wonder then if it is actually going to be de facto, de facto single payer. But what I realize now is that I wondered why big pharma was taking the lead in like beyond the military industrial complex, which I always thought of as defense, um, defense, energy, and finance, and then like big pharma, big farm, big tech, I thought a second tier, but I'm like rethinking that now. And big pharma is just so powerful. It's really what's happening in the world today. The entire world affecting every single person is a, a, a big pharma operation. And I now think it's like the big pharma, big government continuum, which is being demonstrated by these soldiers in the hospitals. And guess what? That is Nazism. That is like I talk about back to our fascism. Don't, isn't the thing that stands out to you about the atrocities of the Nazis was their eugenics? Was their experimentation? Great point. Was, you know, that it's not just a feature. It was the salient, the salient feature of that and they 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 this medical experimentation that the the underclass being used and then uh yeah uh, you know that's why this now this industry big pharma medicine merging with the government uber alles overall you know that's what it seems like and and i think it will may also fold into the schools so i think of how these these private second tier schools which is the backbone of middle class higher education were were immediately atta- were initially attacked by varsity blue just get that private money out of there and it is i mean lori Lachlan went to jail for giving $500,000 scholarship money to for private schools then uh, COVID shut down a lot of them right on the backs of like not having enough money, of a stigmatizing giving money. And then all of a sudden COVID hits and they don't have the money. The ones that had just like had an annual cycle, they kind of spent everything they got on scholarships. They didn't have a stockpile. They didn't have a fund. Only the super, super high end Ivy elite. So it's the third worlding of education, just like um, medicine is going to be third worlded with the public health care and everything and security if you defund the police. But the last thing I will tell you is that I got another message from someone saying that she felt we were spot on in our discussion of of the um, 
military coming into the hospital. She thinks that there's a breakdown among healthcare workers or at least healthcare workers in the schools. This is what she said. She's a school nurse and her guidelines, she says, are crazy. She doesn't want to get into all of them. But as a nurse, uh, she said it's really a burdening her. We we had a school nurse up and quit on Friday. She isn't doing her two week notice, just left high and dry. Secondly, uh, if I get an email or a call at 6 p.m. while I'm cooking dinner or uh, in with my family and it's a positive case, I have to spend the rest of my night contact tracing, which takes hours sometimes. So she has to go through and call people. She says she has to call parents individually and let them know it's 10 minutes per conversation could be up to 20 different students. She said that she gets cussed out all the time by these parents. They're mad that the kids have to quarantine who've been in contact or they're mad that the kid got um, in, in got in contact with someone who tested positive. Like, that's it. Like, it's not they're not like it's not first order danger. It's this. And she said she does not get paid extra to do it. So I always say, like, they get paid. You know, come on. Why are they heroes? She doesn't get paid extra to do it. She said they're they're worn thin and it's only the second week of school. She said uh, she anticipates. They were talking about this on CBS today, but in the context of it being concerning that like seven states are not hiring new contact tracers and have less contact tracers now than they did before. And they talked about how they don't get paid. And that's one of the reasons. Well, maybe maybe they're putting they're bring, driving people like her to their limits because that's how you get a policy. It's like, is this 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 is a true story? I mean, there's no I have no reason to think this is inauthentic. Somebody listens to our show all the time. Um, she says she thinks the vax mandate is coming. Um, she's not having it. And she said it totally sucks because she loves being a school nurse. But what she's doing now is uh, not sustainable. Anyway, love your show. You and Brad are awesome. I have to say thank you, dear. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to mention your name. But um, I will say this, that this really bothers me. And I've always thought this, like as far as I've always said, like, if you don't like it, um, you should move, you should vote with your feet, you should quit, like all of that. But when there's a systematic attack on on where you have your roots, where you have your home, where you have your family, or in your profession, people have a calling, the parable of the talents, we have a calling, we are, we are, we have a right to pursue our calling. It is, it is in foundational documents of this country. And when you make it impossible to do that, it is, it is immoral and it is against the basic tenets, fundamental tenets of principles. Now, having the organizational principle of society from politics to business be a communicable disease that's when that's the end of of individual liberty. And I want to talk, talk more about that in the patron 15. All right. Before we get to our final story of the free 30, in which we're going to talk about what did the former CIA chief of Kabul in Afghanistan suggest for the region? Monica is going to give it to you straight from the horse's mouth. I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the Patreon 15, which is Monica's new theory about how the war model of organizing is being replaced across the board and why you might want to think twice before throwing out your kid's porn stash. And of course, I want to give a big thank you to the sponsor of today's show, Drom, a new values-based dating app. So if you've ever used a dating app, you know that they kind of suck. 
They're superficial. You don't know if the picture is old or new. It could be 10 years old. The picture could be really far away. The person's hiding behind a tree. You barely see them. Or they just, they lie. Or there's dating filters or picture filters. It's really difficult. But those problems are solved with DROM, which is a free new values-based dating app that uses video. And the way you align your values as you pick deal breakers and deal makers, such as politics, religion, or any other thing that you value the most. So if you want to attract the people that are into what you're in, that live their lives the way that you live your life, then DROM is the app for you. What you need to do is you sign up for free is you go to drom.date slash prop report. That's D-R-O-M dot date slash prop report. And you get the you open up the browser on your phone and then you download the app. And when the app asks you for the code, you type in prop report, P-R-O-P-R-E-P-R-O-T. This is a fantastic idea. I think that people should check it out because it cuts through the nonsense. It cuts through that first date interview type thing and really helps you just Start in the middle, kind of. And you have to upload a video. So there's no like faces and swiping. There's just not enough information in that. So it's a little uh, has a little more dimensionality than what maybe you're used to. But I really like it because I like that it's based on principles. I like that it's based on uh, that kind of thing. And I, I just feel like when in this day and age, when we are really kind of splintering as a society. It's hard to find people who really see through, like, I, I, I guess people on the other side think they are seeing the truth. Like, to me, it's so obvious. It's so obvious, like, that, that, that like, the mainstream media is full of bullshit. Like, I would never, ever be able to tolerate uh, somebody who believed that. But how do I find those people? Like, especially in L.A., I walk around and, I mean, I'm constantly, like, spewing little, you know, throwing out little hints of, like, ah, this, these masks are ridiculous, aren't they? And, like, people take, like, three steps back. I'm like, okay, like, how can I, where am I going to find the person who thinks like at least not and you you get to choose who you are and you get to choose who they are so like you can say this is who i am but i don't care like if you're just open-minded that's enough for me like you can do that that's what i really like about it it's like the categories have you yes you know them yes them no or you don't even have to answer the question so at the end of the free 30 i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out some deal breakers to you brad and you tell me if you think they're deal breakers for our community because there's also a little like subgroup in there you'll have to tell me how that one works though because i can't go live uh without my husband getting a little mad so (laughs) i can't do it all right and y'all also do me a favor and check out our website at propreport.com we have lots of great features there thepropreport.com right (laughs) Excuse me. I don't, I don't even know our own website. <laughs> you got to get it guys. right. Or, I mean, yeah. Google ain't bringing you, you there. You, you won't get too far. Yeah. <laughs> Thepropreport.com. We have the we have a player that continuously plays all the shows. If you want to put them on repeat, my brother's a mechanic. He just plays them in the shop and they just roll over one after another. We have Monica's newsletter, which she does a fantastic job on. I know another one is going to be coming out soon. There's lots yes. of great information about what we've done in the past month and upcoming events and stuff in that newsletter, book recommendations. And there's the press pool where you can go in and talk to other like-minded propaganda report people in, in our community. It's kind of like our version of social media minus all these censorship, censorship and purging. And it's highly engaging. Check it out. And while you're there, make sure you sign up with your email address because we need to get y'all's email addresses through through the website because this is how we're going to stay in contact with you if we do get purged and purges are coming we see it it's happened before and they're ramping up so get over there to the put your email address in and that way we can stay in touch once the purge occurs
And now on to our final story of the Free 30. So I just wanted to, I'm not going to make too much of it, but I just wanted to hit the Afghanistan thing for a sec. The 20th anniversary of 9-11 is coming up, so I guess this is as good a time as any to do whatever they're doing over there. I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't really know why. I, I had to laugh this morning, though. I just had to laugh because I heard on Fox headline news, it said, the Biden leaks have begun. That's literally what they said. The Biden leaks that could mean have a begun. number of things. <laughs> Given his age and, and potential incontinence, yes. Mm-hmm. So very funny. So he. So, but it's just. I mean, I. Oh, I, I. It's like a script. It's like a script. I almost feel like she accidentally read the headline of you know the outline for the years. A reality show script and when are people going to like get wake up to the fact that i mean what did i how did i uh i tweeted something it is the watchword the the watchword of this century in america is um uh, continuing crisis I think that's what it was, something like that. Just constant crisis, constant crisis. It's always a crisis. It's always the other guy. How how people can't see that they're literally just flipped from demonizing Trump to demonizing Biden. It's just so preposterous to think that we that the that all the power in the world in a in a world that can be so orchestrated that they're literally jabbing seven billion people, many of whom like against their will and everybody's leadership is in line. There is a force more powerful than one boob after another sitting in the Oval Office. There is a coordinated force, someone or some continuum or some organization is in charge. The World Economic Forum talks about it. We will get soft power to tell elected officials what to do. I mean, that is straight out of event 201. So that is happening. And it was just like today in on the front page of the Wall Street Journal above the fold. So that's like what you could see without even buying the newspaper. There were still newsstands around was an article by a guy I always think of as like the quintessential propagandist for the Middle East, Turkey. I call him Yuroslav Amoslav. I forget what his name actually is. It's like Yuroslav Tamislav or something like it's just Yuroslav Amoslav. You'll know for sure when you read it. The, the propaganda was so it was so crazy. The article that came out, I don't have the I don't have it in front of me, stupidly, but the, it was just like this was the lead paragraph in an article in the Wall Street Journal, which I consider to be the conservative newspaper of record in this country. It said China, something like this: China is literally losing its mind over oh, or it's it, China is is cannot contain its glee over American withdrawal of Afghanistan. And, and I'm waiting, I'm reading it and I'm just like waiting to see if he was quoting somebody or what. Like that is the report in the news that China can't contain its glee. And and it's like, I was like, this is the most editorialized crap. A scientific report. Yeah, this guy is just whatever. So, but it made me remember, like I was like, what the hell is happening over there? I don't even remember. But uh, it made me think of reading for you a quote by Graham Fuller. Do you remember who Graham Fuller is? Remind me. He's He has come up for a couple of reasons. One is he was the CIA chief of Kabul, Afghanistan back in the day, maybe 20 years ago. I read a great book called Dollars for Terror. And, uh, oh, maybe that'll have to write that in my book recommendations, Dollars for Terror. So what I liked about Dollars for Terror was 
that it it was written before 9-11, not a long time before 9-11, but just before 9-11, which for me means it wasn't it wasn't hit by by like information, misinformation, disinformation, counter misinformation. You know, like <laughs> it, it wasn't part of like the biggest propaganda push in history, the biggest like cognitive dissonance thing that the cognitive infiltration, like all of that. It was just straight up has a lot of evidence of us being behind the terrorism in the Middle East. So there was a quote in there by this guy, Graham Fuller. Graham Fuller, I've also mentioned him because his daughter, Samantha Fuller Sarnayev, was the was married to Ruslan Sarnayev, later Ruslan Sarnayev. Oh, yeah. I who was that. a big USAID operative, which he ran. It was headquartered at the address of Graham Fuller. He is the uncle of the Boston Marathon bombers. And the Boston Marathon bomber, Tamerlan Sinaev, the number one guy, was it was documented to have attended the Jamestown Institute or something over in the Middle East. He was from Dagestan. Um, anyway, so I totally think those guys were all deep CIA, but that, that's not even what this is about. This is just what Graham Fuller said when he was CIA chief of Kabul, Afghanistan. He said, the policy of guiding the evolution of Islam and of helping them against our adversaries worked marvelously well in Afghanistan against the Red Army. Now, we we took Osama's Afghans and and pitted them against the secular, non-religious government of Afghanistan in like 1979 under the guidance of Carter and Smedyev um, Brzezinski. And that is what sparked the Russian invasion, not the other way around. And that was Charlie Wilson's war. That So that's what he's talking about. He's saying it's against the Red Army, but it was it provoked the Red Army. The same doctrines can still be used to destabilize what remains of Russian power and especially to counter the Chinese influence in Central Asia, because the they were saying that the 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 oil the oil reserve, the maximum oil reserve was going to shift from the Middle East to Central Asia. I really don't know anything about that, so I can't say. But that was his plan. Like his plan was to control it by radicalizing Islam over there. So whatever. He goes on and on. Highly recommend that book. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Very interesting. Is it? I mean, it kind of blows my mind and I, and it's impossible to get the bottom, to get the bottom of, but the evidence that we use this stuff manipulated for our own purposes. And maybe now what we're doing, like what your slob, I'm a slob was saying was that China and Russia should actually be scared that we're moving out of Afghanistan because that frees us up to do other things like go mess with China in China. Now, I personally or go knock think, on people in America's door if they have pictures up from January 6th. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's true. There is going to be a nexus there. You're right there. But that they also, but for me, I think that there's a good chance that what we're doing is we're shifting away from our kind of temporary role as world hegemon and we're getting back to the regional hegemon model and we'll take over this entire hemisphere and we'll let China emerge or yeah, as a, a more of a global hegemon. We will cooperate with them to do that. And whether it's a cold war or a hot war, that isn't doesn't really matter. It matters to us. But the powers that be, they'll use a hot war if that's what it takes. They like that. It also 
this Afghan thing that you're talking about here also follows the pattern that always seems to be there where one of the people involved is connected to people that were involved in some other big event that the United States was related to. The fact that he's these guys' uncle and he's at the center of this, too. It's all just... I know. It's, it's uh, it doesn't surprise me anymore. These but. are not coincidences. I mean, it's just undeniable. I did so much work on the Boston Marathon bombing. You can you can probably a lot of it's blown up, but you could go to MonicaPerezShow.com and just look through that. It's like unreal. Um, so, yeah, before we wrap, I just want to tell people who haven't listened to the ad about drum.date slash prop report. It's a very, very cool dating app that has your... Uh, it has values or whatever categories, and you can choose to answer the question on the category or not. And you can say whether it applies to you, whether it doesn't apply to you, whether you want it to apply to your mate, or whether you don't want it to apply to your mate. So I've been like throwing out some of the categories, and I want to see what you think if it applies to our. So you also have sub communities. Uh, also, and I, I'd like to know a lot of people have signed up. I know because like our community is being populated by some of these words, deal makers and deal breakers. Mm. So you could click through like within the community profile. And I, and I don't know if you request a match. I don't know how it works at that level. Cause I haven't uploaded my video. I can't do that without Ricardio having a bird. So, um, okay. Let me ask you. These are what I think are deal breakers. Would you actually, we can actually ask him to put these in as defining elements of our community. Should we say that socialism is a deal breaker? You want to like put, write that in stone? Probably a deal breaker if they're serious about socialism. Most people I, actually, I know that are into socialism aren't really serious about it. They just. I think it's not, it's not a deal breaker if they're serious about it. Because you can only, convert them. It's no, it's only a deal breaker <laughs> if they're virtue signaling idiots. So you if they're true to it, if yes. they actually Yeah, if they just yes, if they if they are genuinely just believe that that is the true nature of man is meant to have like a collective and that's where the central unit of morality lies. I'm willing to have that conversation. I, I wouldn't, if they were open-minded, you know, some like yeah. Swedish person was like, well, I live in a home, I used to live in a homogeneous country and it worked fine. Yeah. So, I think again, what with, works with, for you with this community, I'm pretty open-minded. I'm, I'm like, well, I can put up with a lot. I don't know that it would be, I would be mashed with a lot. I just feel that the socialist is going to be the one who's making the, our community, the deal breaker. Okay. I would say, yeah, yeah, that's probably true. But I would say if you're an AOC socialist, like not so much. If you're a Well, we're talking AOC though. That's a socialist. different story. Yeah. <laughs> She's an actress. Oh, you'd go out with her? Yeah. She's an okay. Actress. See, that's what I'm saying. Like it has to be. It's, so an anarcho-socialist. How about an anarcho-socialist? What is an anarcho-socialist? I think they believe that there should be a collective, but they don't want to have a hierarchy, like a government hierarchy. Anarcho just means no arching. Oh, sure. Whatever. Let's let them in. I think so. I mean, I'm not crazy about it. I think that's when they go start killing people. But, but the, the oh, second they the, start getting all butt hurt because people are making jokes and stuff and they start slinging the word racism around for no reason, then they're out. But that's what I'm talking about. Those people know. So social justice warriors, we should ask our guy there, like, put in SJW. Like, SJW is a deal breaker, in my opinion. Yeah. He'll do it. 
We'll test and see if he's listening. If it pops up. Okay. Um, Anybody who calls someone racist on, on a daily basis, if that's part of their regular conversations, okay. probably no. How about if people are a vegan or a vegetarian? You want to block them? Gosh, I mean, I don't know if you have to block them. I'm just they can kidding. I was just teach kidding. Teach us how that. to. I am not a vegan or a vegetarian, but I'm not blocking. That's not necessary. Uh, Green Party. I wouldn't block Green Party. Um, Everybody's okay, I got welcome three in a row. almost. Almost. Democrat, Biden, or liberal? If you say, I am a Democrat, I like Biden, or I am a liberal. Any of those deal breakers for you no. personally, Brad? No. No, you're all, all over that because hot chicks do check those boxes? Well, I don't. If I'm not, I'm not blocking them. I'm just saying they're welcome to the community. I'm not like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. If you would, you like, if you I mean, had some people get off on like dating the you know, opposites attract. I know a couple Are that you, somehow stayed together with. When you're filling that out, you're going to say, I'm not a Democrat. Like you might or might not choose to fill it out. So would you say I'm not a Democrat? I don't like Biden and I'm not a liberal. Would you go out of your way to, to say that about yourself? And would you go out of your way to identify that those factors in your mate? Like if you like Biden, you're a deal breaker. I probably would not go out of my way to do that. It probably wouldn't be. So maybe I should, but skip I over those would. three categories because that's an option. Probably in the beginning, I probably would. OK, how about porn? How about porn? Yeah, you get to if see they're if they're into like porn or don't like porn, or if your friend. I'm pretty like- sure if you put that you like porn <laughs> and you're a guy, that you're not going to get matched with anyone. I'm so all into porn. Lie. I only want chicks that are also are into there, porn. <laughs> are there? No, you get to choose those two things separately. Yeah. Are you going to. But don't you think that makes every guy who fills it out a liar? Like, don't all guys like porn? I don't know if they like porn. I think porn's toxic. I mean, sometimes. Right. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Guys got have it. seen porn. So I think most women yeah. have seen porn too, but yeah. it's, I think it's destroying. Okay. How about Greta? How, how does the word Greta? It's like, there's just free association. Would I go out with point. Greta? Is that what you're asking? Just no. if it says Greta. I like Greta. I don't like Greta. If they like Greta, then they are not allowed in the community. Okay. It's actually not allowed within 100 feet. It just of the says community. environment. It's like a restraining order should, against them. They should change it to Greta. I just think that's funny. Greta. I wonder if he'll do funny things like that. Maybe. We went. We went a little bit over. And by we that, did. I mean I, I'd a say, lot I'd say that, <laughs> that, that was basically the Patreon fifteen <laughs> in the free thirty. But well, I love this thing. It's fun. It's funny. It is fun. It is fun. And y'all should check it out. All right. Well, you guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to the extra content that we post, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. Go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report. We will talk to y'all tomorrow or in the Patreon 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day. So you're wondering I, if it was I'm coming there. To. It was a little bit of a delayed yeah. pause. I wasn't going to until you said that. Now I'm definitely going to have a fantastic rest of my day. <laughs> <laughs>